Greetings and welcome to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. This week I am going to sit down with Barton McGuire, the one and only Divatron, and talk about his solo project, The Great Pacific Garbage Vortex. If you listened to last week's episode, Barton and I talked about Jurassic Park for an hour and he played us his song Isla Nublar from this project. So I know we wet your whistle a little bit for some uh, synthy, fuzzed out, mantacular music. I don't even know what to call it. It's just fun, fun music for the whole family. So we're going to listen to a bunch more of it in this episode and talk about the science fiction that inspired it. And one last reminder, we got a couple days away until the August 8th show where Barton and I will be playing our very last show as Mugatu with uh, Dan DeRozier, our wonderful drummer. It's going to be a very emotional evening. We're so sad to see this band go. We'll be playing with Butt Dial and Chaotic Noise at the High Dive. Show starts at, at 10 p.m., I believe. It's 9 or 10. I don't, I don't know time. Uh, so you want to make sure you're there for that. And then on August 9th, I'll be performing with Johnny Unicorn at Sea Prog at the Columbia City Theater. We're on in the afternoon sometime, 2 or 3 o'clock. I don't know. I should have, I should have done the research for this. I will post the times on the, uh, on the blog post for, for this episode. jessemercury.com. It's because I'm so fucking stupid. I don't know. Here we go. Music. Episode. Go. Okay. These songs are all about. They're all different science fiction movies. Yeah, so that's of, why I'm so excited about it. We sort of should I talk about? Yeah, what, talk about it. All right. Um, I'm gonna keep interrupting you, but talk about so it. So, Great Pacific Garbage <laughs> Vortex. It started as a project. I was building a lot of like handmade electronic instruments at the time, and one of my friends, uh, who I went to school with he has a moniker wake he put out this like really great uh sort of like sort of glitchy like dance music uh ep called the future of girlfriends which people should listen to um and i thought it was so rad and i was like god like i should make music like this and i hadn't been i'd been making you know like weird weird electronic music and ambient music but none of it very rhythmic and you know, songwriting, and I never really f- forayed into like drum machines and synthesizers and like electronic dance music. Um, and I was like, God, I got to make some of this shit. But I didn't have any synthesizers on hand. It wasn't really like my thing at the time. I had all these like homemade objects, and so I started making what I thought would be sort of cool, like dance music, using really sort of crappy homemade like home stitched sequencers and synths and little like bleep bloop glitch machines and lots of distortion and this is stuff you made as like projects in school right yeah stuff i made as projects in school and stuff that i sort of just made in my own free time was this in in oakland this it started in oakland and actually recorded most of the music um or I started recording music like right when I got to Seattle. It was like I was building all these things in Oakland. Then I moved to Seattle. I was like, okay. oh, now I've got to do something with them. Like, let's make some dance music. So I made, <laughs> made this dance music that didn't end up being dance music at all because it's all just like totally like warped and, and glitchy. And, uh, and then sort of found this aesthetic that, that I really liked. And then over the past few years, um, I've built a bunch more instruments, but also, you know, have have more like forayed into the the world of like you know modular synthesizers and like a lot of the gear I have now it's not all stuff that I've made but um sort of taps into this uh, sound and feel which came about when I was trying to just make like groovy dance beats using you know nothing but just like fucking like broken square wave yeah uh, you know oscillators and stuff that i was making at the time 
And I'm very familiar with that album. I mm-hmm. think your new stuff is like a whole world above. It's, it's so good. I'm I'm allowing myself a lot more liberty in terms of the gear that I use. And it's still sort of founded in this love for like really gritty, sometimes ugly or lo-fi sounds, but sort of like using those sounds to want to express kind of like classic electronic and dance music tropes, really. Like I want like fucking like heavy beats and like rad arpeggiated melodies. And I want that like classic... Um, sidechain compression sound where I'm getting the synthesizer sucked up in between the kick drums and, and all of that. Like, I just want all of that, but the sounds and textures that I like to use, they, they aren't, it's, you know, it's not necessarily like a 909 and it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. just some sort of like, you know, clean ethereal pad synth. They're just sort of like really crunchy, different sounds. And a lot of what you're doing now is done with uh, modular synthesizers where you're just kind of putting together something out of all these little components that you're mm-hmm. buying or some of which you've built. Mm-hmm. Like the the main, to me, the main crux of your sound is the never-ending fuzz. Yeah. The never-ending fuzz is definitely my favorite circuit that I've ever cooked up. And it's one that you and I, of course, both use in our like guitar and bass rigs. Yeah. And it's become totally instrumental. Uh, it's like it. the sound of Mugatu now. It's something you built. You built the distortion pedal that mm-hmm. is the sound of Mugatu. And I built it as a Eurorack synthesizer module um, that is like all these, any of these songs that we listen to will all like involve it heavily. Here, let's spin some up now. Yeah, yeah. hit me. What are you playing? What's next? This one is called Cloud City. Fuck yeah.
when I hear this music, all I think about is like us driving to Mugatu rehearsals in Bellevue and just like, he was like, guys, I got a new track. And he's <laughs> like, put it on. Track. And we just like crank it and just like rock out. It's best car. loud. It is best loud. Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. loud and exciting. Yeah. Um, just the sonic textures that you've created are so cool. They're so like unique and new and different. And I mean, a lot of this, uh, the fact that you are building part of your circuitry means that it is 100% unique to you. Thanks. Some yeah. of it is unique. Um, I mean, everything sort of like builds on ideas. Like a lot of the circuits that I build are based on, oh, you know, circuits and ideas that other people have had. But it is nice to have sort of like my own mix of sounds. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it definitely, like, for the most part, these songs, they don't start with um, a melody or a theme, but they really just start with me, like, plugging cert- machines into other machines that are probably not supposed, you know, meant to be plugged <laughs> into, and hearing some, like, wonderful side effect, and then that gives me some, like, texture, and then I just... Uh, blast some beats through it yeah and then uh and then like before i know it i have all these sounds on my hands and i just stitch them together to make these like really heavy uh tracks that i think are that that i think sound sound really loud and exciting i mean that to me that's why like science fiction the whole tradition of science fiction and science fiction movies in particular like really connect with me and with this and connect to this music for me is because it's just this really perfect, uh, it's like the intersection of yes, like experimentation and into intellectualism, but also fun and just like loud in your face, (laughs) like really exciting, gratifying material and events you know, and it's like there's strobes flashing and things exploding. And at the same time, though, it's not it's not on Earth. It's not things that we yeah. know exploding. It's not a, a fucking Honda Civic exploding. It's like shit that we've never seen before. It's a Bespin like cloud car exploding. It's a cloud car exploding. <laughs> and so so why, why Cloud City for that track? Well, Cloud City for me, gosh, it's one of my absolutely one of my favorite settings in the entire Star Wars franchise because it's a uh, it's a deception. Uh, I don't know. I feel like mm. Star Wars, of course, like one of the things that is so you, you quintessential I need more whiskey. One of the things that's so quintessential about Star Wars and what defines it is like it introduces us to this like insane variety of like really different settings you know we have Tatooine and we have Hoth and we have Endor and we have all these different environments which are uh, like couldn't be more different but even though events take place on Hoth and Endor and Tatooine that we don't see coming um, the environment is how it's presented it's a harsh climate or it's this lush forest or something whereas Cloud City is a deception because it's fun. At first, it's fun. You're Land- blowing my mind right now. Lando's fun, you know. And, and he's and, an old smoothie. In fact, like, like Cloud City probably is a like a better theme for this entire project I'm working on and all of these tracks than than any of the other uh, movie, you know, movies that they're named for. In that, it's this like weird combination of like, oh, this like really like fun exciting, happy setting that it then turns out to have this like really dark thing brewing within it. Yeah. Right. And so you can have these like, it's like sort of like, like fun, upbeat dance beats, but then in, you know, in the middle, like it turns sour and like the gets really fuzzy and aggressive and there's machines and you're getting fucking like frozen into carbonite. <laughs> I don't know. And then at the same time, like, it, there's like the whole, of course, like you know the the really important scene uh, where they're in the sort of middle of the city and the sort of power generator, 
And is it the power generator? That's the Death Star. Where are they when Darth Vader professes to be Luke Skywalker's father? Where are they? They're just they're in like some, a, they're like... They're in a wind tunnel. In a, I don't in know in why it's wind there. Tunnel. And he yeah. falls to the bottom, and he's dangling out, and there's such, like... You're, he's in this, like, beautiful cloud setting, but he's yeah. just holding on for dear life. And there's something to me about Cloud City. It's just, like, it's more of a contradiction than any other setting in any Star Wars movie because it's, like, it it's it's promises to be a haven. They go there because it's mm. going to be a safe place. And not only is it safe, but it's going to be a uh, like a relaxing place. It's yeah. like a resort when they get there. It's floss in paradise. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> floss in paradise. And then it, it just turns into a to a total it's hostile a nightmare. It's, it's a trap. Ah, um, oh, that's like... I mean, you're totally right. I've never yeah. really thought of it that way in those terms, but you're totally right. So to me, like, this whole notion of playing with, like, oh, yeah, here are these, like, fun dance beats, and here's sort of a catchy synth melody, but the whole thing is just being, like, ground up and pulverized with violence. Um, yeah. Like, to me, that's that's Cloud City. Awesome. Yeah. Have you... You haven't seen the... I've, I'm trying to get you to watch the Star Wars Robot Chicken. There's this one <laughs> scene where, you know, Lobot Lando's aid... In the Star Wars Robot Chicken, Lobot just comes out and dances in Cloud City to the disco version of the Star Wars theme song, and it's amazing. You need to see it. I haven't seen it. I should yeah. see it. Yeah. You should see it. Yeah. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, you want to play me another one? Sure. Yeah, let's keep playing music. <laughs> I want to well, hear some Let's see. I've got... Uh, it could just be about what sci-fi we want to get into. I've got a great Terminator track. Oh, shit. I've got... Dude, play me Floss in Paradise. All right, Floss, here's Floss in Paradise, the sort of foil to Cloud City. In some ways, Floss in, Floss in Paradise is, is similar.
so cool. That's ah, <laughs> uh, that's been my favorite so far. I yeah, I so, love. You have such a great fade out in that song. There's like a trick fade out at the end where you think the song's fading out, but then like a bunch of weird shit happens. Have you ever played Joe and Mac? No, I don't know what that is. It's a Super Nintendo game where you're a caveman fighting dinosaurs. Speaking of dinosaurs, uh-huh. but in the very last level, you go inside of the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then you have to like fight his insides and a Whoa. demon that lives in there. And wow. there's like these weird monsters that look like weird clams that make weird noises, and it sounds a lot like what happens after well, that's the fade out I, in that song. That's what I used. <laughs> I got some weird clams, and I recorded them. Uh, no, that weird or that uh, fake fade out to me. That's that's like what I had to do to represent Floss in Paradise. Really? They, they, they get on the escape craft, they're on the way out, and you're like, okay, like, this is safe. Like, we made it. We're like, we're like cruising away from this uh, ship, and then it fucking explodes. <laughs> right? The whole thing blows up. The for, whole thing blows up. For anyone who doesn't remember, Floss in Paradise is... It's, it's the resort. It's the resort the, in the, the Fifth Element. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of syncopated moments in there that to me sort of remind me of that like great scene where they're sort of like cutting back and forth between different settings on the ship and Lilu's kicking ass. I mean, it's all woefully campy. Like The Fifth Element is such a such a weird movie in that it's way. It's a great but, movie, though. That's uh, it's great. I, it's a movie I, I really love it. I didn't like the first time I saw it because yeah. everyone was saying it's the next Star Wars. And I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is no Star it's, Wars. It, uh, it is no Star no. Wars. No, it's But it's, it's great. Playful. It's great in its own way. Yeah. Luke Besson is really creative. Mm-hmm. And the costumes, the style, the universe that he created is so fucking creative. And when you watch it from the point of view of it being its own thing, it's really compelling and really interesting. Like, uh... You know, Corbin Dallas, like his, it's New York, right, that he lives in? Is it? I don't I, remember. I, probably. His yeah. city that he lives in is so compelling. Like, mm-hmm. the future he lives in is really cool. Mm-hmm. And and Lilu is just, like, a wonderful character who has wisdom, although she acts kind of like she's stupid the whole time. Well, but she's, she's like a child. She's new she's, to the yeah. world. But she has this, like, deep wisdom that's really interesting. And she is, like, in in a lot of ways, the chosen one. She is the chosen one. In a lot of ways, and all of the ways, mm-hmm. is the chosen one. Yeah. yeah. So, but you just said something that surprised me. When you made this song, did you know it was Flossed in Paradise before you finished it? Uh, I usually... I never, or rarely, do I think about what the song's going to be about, or what I'm sort of basing it on when I start out. Yeah. Um, and a couple times I've done that, but for the most part, I don't. For the most part, I... I don't know. For me, it's always about... It's like this process of exploration where I uh, start like pulling together sounds and start hearing new textures and hearing uh, new like grooves. And I start recording everything. And then as I pull them together... I start thinking like, well, what do all these uh, like sounds make me think of? Like, how am I going to pull them together into this cohesive narrative? And as I start to do that, a lot of times, like they remind me of like these feelings or these scenes or these places. A lot of them are really based off of science fiction locations. Not all of them, but but a great many of them, like Floss in Paradise <laughs> so and cool. Cloud City. I love um, that. I love and that idea. Isla Nublar. Like they're all places yeah um yeah and they just like remind me of these places and uh, and listening to them like how i felt uh at whatever age i was like watching those movies for the first time yeah and it usually is like some weird combination of like fun and pretty and jarring and uh i don't know and so then but then once i once i sort of grasp on to like oh man like this is flossed paradise then that helps me uh, define it more. And like, I can sort of like form a larger gestalt around the whole thing. And I know to do the thing at the end where there's the fake fade out and then the big explosion. And like, it helps Mm. me pull it together into a narrative from all these sort of like disparate pieces and disparate flavors. Fucking love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had, I had the same experience when I wrote, uh, relativity, uh, where I wanted to write something about the aloneness of flying through space. And then, when I realized that I was writing about 2001 is when that song kind of took shape. Yeah. When I was, 
Because that added in the whole second half of the song, which is about being killed by a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I just found out today that that's, that music video got into Northwest Heat music video. I'm so festival. excited about that. And you're the star of that video. You're, wow. you're the robot just in that video. Robot. You're just the fucking just star. Just a robot. Um, God damn. Can I hear some more? What's, yeah. what's next? Yeah, let's see. I've got a track that I really like uh, about Under the Skin. Have you seen that movie? No. Starring Scarlett Johansson. Oh, you told me about this movie. I haven't it's, seen this yet. It's weird and upsetting and incredible. Probably, I, I don't know, the most like excited and surprised I've been by a movie in a long time. Um, here, I'm going to play this track. Hit me. I love it already. Like a bit crusher that you have going on the the kick. 
sort of. The never-ending fuzz, when you switch it into fuzz mode, yeah. is sort of like a an enormous bit crusher. Uh, I mean, it turns everything that goes through it into one bit. Um, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, there, there are some more. There's some more subtle that was bit crushing. A really cool track. Have I yeah. heard that one yet? I don't think you've ever heard. That, that might actually be the only one that we've listened to so far that you haven't heard. Um, Fucking that's loved it. one of the newest ones. I really like that track. I really love that movie. Um, What's it called again? Under the skin. Under the skin. That song is called Israelay, which is named after. Um, in in the film, Scarlett Johansson's character goes unnamed um mm. but in the book that the movie's based on uh her name is Israel and the book and the movie are very different and the character is very different in a number of ways i'm gonna be vague here actually it's easy because you haven't seen it yeah and, please be and, vague and unlike you know jurassic park and star wars and all these other movies which i just expect everyone has listened yeah. everyone listening has seen this one, that might not be the case, and I'm not going to give any spoilers. I will just encourage everyone to see it because it's really incredible. To me, that song, it sounds... Uh, the movie, it's one where it, it's a, it takes place alone at night, and I encourage watching it alone at night. <laughs> I encourage a tenacious uh, perspective and attitude as a viewer because... There's challenging and upsetting moments, but it's it's a creeper. It's wow. a creeper, and it is it's weird. I'm and it's so really, excited right now. It's really it's like oh it's um, in some ways it's about deception, but in some it's most ways it's about ambiguity. It's about not understanding yourself, not understanding why you're here and what you're for. And trying to discover yourself and what you find isn't always what you thought you would or what you hoped you would. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, uh, I mean, what's going to happen with this project? I know you released your first EP, which was not necessarily sci-fi related i feel like bringing in the sci-fi element into this album has given it a focus it's helped it's it's given an an enormous amount of focus before i was just focusing on sound and now uh i think i've like harnessed that sound enough to where uh, i've got some of it like in my grasp and i can think about themes in addition to sounds yeah um I, i don't know i have high hopes for this new collection of songs that's rapidly coming together. I was putting them out like week by week, really rapidly for a while. Now in our in, you know, pending move to New Zealand, we've been very busy and we've been moving around a little bit more nomadic. It's been hard to have a setup and be recording every week. But um, it is like all the important gear that I use to make this stuff is the stuff that I'll just be bringing with me like on the plane like ready to get going so that uh as soon as i hit the ground i can hit the ground running and work on some of these projects i've been snooping out uh experimental and electronic labels uh in new zealand really and so so hopefully um i'll find some traction i don't necessarily need to like release this project (laughs) to any sort of mainstream audience i mean some of it's sort of like poppy in a way a lot of it's like really gritty and weird but i would I would just love to find a community to connect with it yeah. because I really love it. And I'm also curious to see and to challenge myself with the notion of performing it live. Like all of these tracks are like everything that we've listened to in all of these tracks is improvisation. And there are moments of improvisation that I've curated. Mm-hmm. Like I'll like f- for any given one of these tracks, like, I probably rolled, you know, an hour or more or less of, you know, tape, digital tape, recording stuff as I'm just like playing around and throwing it together and experimenting and like trying new things. And then, uh, but sort of all with a theme, like all at a consistent tempo and all with a theme and with a feeling. And then I pull together like the most effective moments. Um, 
but it, it, it really is all the product of like unplanned improvisation. And I would love to try to, um, make, make that into a live experience. It's hard. It's especially hard doing it by myself. Um, but, but that would be really fulfilling and really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And a little more dangerous too, yeah. because it's easy to edit out the moments where like, I just don't know what's going on. And I just, uh, uh, don't use those parts. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to listen to for me because we, you know, we've been in a band together for three years. Mugatu is harmonized yelling where mm-hmm. we're just screaming, but in harmony together. Mm-hmm. You and I have sung together more than anyone I've ever known in my life where I feel like and we, we talked about this at rehearsal once where I feel like I'm inside of your brain where me and Dan, the third member of the band, he and I make eye contact all the time. We have the best eye contact of anyone I've ever played in a band with. You and I have no eye contact. Don't you look at me. Yeah, I no can't. No eye contact. No eye contact. <laughs> but I feel like I don't need to because I feel like I'm inside of your mind, you know? Like yeah. you and I are inside of each other's brains where I know what you're going to do. I can hear you and I can feel you, what you're doing on stage. I don't need to look at you. Elliot. <laughs> um and it's cool to listen to this, which is something that I'm not involved in at all, where it's just coming from you, but because I know you and I know your music, I know your sensibility so well, I can hear so much of the harmony that I'm used to inside of this music. It's really interesting to me. I love it. It's in some ways, in some ways, even though be- these projects, they sound and they are so different, right? So like, different. Mugatu, yeah. it's all about just like this, I don't know, really short songs, really like, like perfect harmonies and everything being like really, uh, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's all loud and exciting. Yeah. To me, that's the thing. There's this um there's this very avant-garde um composer, the late Marianne Amache, who is or was um this like really important and unusual musician who would use electronic tones and electronic sounds to um make experiences in music that none of us have ever experienced before. Uh, A lot of it, like to just, if we were to throw it on now and I don't don't have any to play now, it would sound like uh, uh, an insane combination of like every fire alarm in every building around us going (laughs) off at the same time. It makes, it makes you feel crazy. It's, and it's not for the most part, a lot of it's unpleasant um, to listen to. But it it makes you, your ears respond in ways that you weren't aware that they ever could, <laughs> and um, and the music that I'm making is nothing is nothing like that really. But uh, she would talk about uh, how she wanted her music to be loud and exciting. Yeah. It was loud and exciting, uh, and to me, I don't know, hearing that that always stuck with me, and. Everything I've made since, you know, like Mugatu and Great Pacific Garbage Vortex and all the projects that I'm involved with, I I think about that. And there's really nothing I would rather be than loud and exciting. (laughs) And being loud and exciting, it doesn't preclude being wildly experimental, you know, like in in, uh, Marion Amache's case. And it it also doesn't preclude uh, prescribing to any pop tropes or patterns that yeah. you'd like to um what what it entails is being uh a l- little bit gutsy but also just sort of pursuing whatever sound you're going for with reckless abandon yeah and seeing it through to its conclusion like we you know we hint at things we we hint at weirdness in a lot of the the songs we write um, but sometimes you just sort of have to say like, oh, what's the sound I'm hinting at? Well, let's just see how far I can take it. <laughs> and and let's do that for a while. Let's just get to the bottom of this thing. Yeah. And let's make it loud. Let's make it exciting. Yeah. And to me, like, that's that's the most, like, exciting and satisfying music to make. And that's also the best science fiction, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that because my background was a lot more like acoustic rock, you know, um, le- more intricate than loud and exciting. And then when I started playing Mugatu, which has been, uh, I've been playing together for like three and a half years, at least, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my real introduction to music that was more um, like emotionally satisfying, more physically gratifying, where it, it's harmonized yelling. You know, I saw, I saw you and Dan play together when you were a two-piece as Mugatu, and it was just harmonized yelling, and it really inspired me. And I, you know, I never thought I'd play in that band, um, but I thought, that's cool. I'm glad they're doing that. But then when I joined, at first I was kind of embarrassed by it in a way. Because I'm like, wow, this is like not, you know, this isn't like highbrow at all. This is, you know. Very like, lowbrow. Very lowbrow. All reptilian yeah. base instincts. Yeah. Um, but there's, but I, I but love we, hearing you describe it as physical, actually. Because yeah. to me, that's maybe Mugatu's most important, like, defining trait. Yeah. Is that, you know, lots of bands write songs and not all of them are as short as ours um <laughs> or as loud but but there's a physical i you know i imagine that there's this like very physical aspect to not only our performance where we're just jumping up and down yeah like like Mad Men, but also just to the song writing process uh it's physical yeah it's been the most transformative thing that I've ever done in my life, where at first I kind of felt like you and Dan were training me on what it was to be Mugatu. And then at a certain point, I felt like I got it. And then I started pushing, you know, on what we could be. The student became the master. <laughs> um, and it, we just have the best chemistry that any three people could have. Uh, and where I have this sort of like cerebral relationship with you, I have this um, like kinesthetic relationship with Dan. Uh, and I don't know what your relationship with Dan is like. I just know what I have with each of you. And I know that when the three of us come together, we make something insanely powerful. We just played the best show of our lives, like uh, a little bit ago on the, yeah, the Barbosa, 2nd of July at Barbosa. And God, our, that was such a great such show. Such a great show. Our last show will be August 8th, and this podcast will come out right before that show. So mm-hmm. August 8th August at the 8th High at Dive. The high we're going to be playing with uh, Chaotic our Noise. wonderful friends, the Chaotic Noise Marching Corps and Butt Dial, and it'll be, it'll be a night to remember. Yeah. We are... We have become a spiritual experience. And oh, I, yes. I've been told this by many people. I, I feel that myself. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, playing a Mugatu show is healing and wonderful and i'm gonna miss it terribly when it's gone but you know the other side to that is that if it were to continue it might diminish and you know the fact that you're moving away is devastating it's very difficult we won't talk about it much but the fact that you're moving away also means that what we have done will have a beginning middle and end it uh i agree that in some ways it it might not be the worst thing that it's ending, you know, to like quit while you're ahead. Yeah. That said, unquestionably, singularly, the hardest part about moving away from Seattle is moving away from Mugatu. Yeah. Like that is the hardest part for me. It's tough. Um, Mugatu is the first thing I've been a part of that I thought could go the distance. Yeah. Where I felt like if we, but you know, if we, found a way to somehow focus and and really try to go the distance, I think we might lose what makes us special. Yeah. I think that we really, this is it. You know, this is what it was meant to be. I feel like we did exactly what we should have done. Yeah. And I agree. It's fucking perfect. It's I don't beautiful. Know. I love we, it. And if we did it for seven more years, I don't know, maybe things would happen and it would get picked up or more recognition but who cares maybe the magic would go away i mean maybe this is it maybe this is perfect it's it's been perfect yeah Yeah. and and you know people have it's not like we reached a uh a national audience but people have appreciate appreciated it like i feel we have changed lives and so yeah we have i feel so 
like wonderful and ap appreciative and appreciated by so many people who have come to our shows. And, uh, and so it's been great. Yeah. Um, I have been told that our music has really influenced people and really influenced the music that they make or the way that they live their lives. And Mugatu has like an ethos to it, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the Mugatu spirit is a very real thing. And I feel like we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Oh, I, we I'm, did I'm it. there. Yeah. I'm there. Um, here, maybe. Can you play me one more song? I'm play you one more song. Maybe this one will end on. This one is called Skynet. This is the first song that I knew was connected to a science fiction concept because it is the most aggressive, abrasive music. And I knew that it was about <laughs> robots killing all the humans. <laughs> this song, awesome. it, this is a song about robots killing everybody.
Skynet. Skynet. So tell, tell me about your hook into Skynet for that song. Obviously being the evil computer from Terminator. Yeah. From the Terminator franchise. That, uh, there was this like plug in my wall. You know, there's like the phone line and then there's Ethernet. Yeah. And then there was uh, this, this other one and I never knew what it was or what it was there for. Uh, and then I just plugged my recorder into it. And that's what came out. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that plug was Skynet. That was it. Watch out for Skynet. So what you're saying is that Skynet's already wired into yeah. our homes? Well, I mean, who knows? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> that that really was... Um, I'll get nerdy and I'll talk about how I made that one, but I... Uh, I have a, there's a a module that I have that wants to generate uh, an oscillator based on uh, a signal that you send it. And ex- it, it expects that signal to be, um, I don't know, like it goes up and down to make the oscillator go faster and slower. Um, but I just, <laughs> I just pumped a, my drum machine right into it. And it was producing all these like crazy artifacts and just like weird digital glitchy sounds. It was just like freaking out in all these different ways. And so that was sort of this, a lot of the source material for that track was just Mm. like hearing this, this machine just behave poorly when it had a drum machine pumped into it that wasn't really supposed to be. Um, And then like, you know, playing, playing different, music around those sounds uh oh interesting but yeah it was really the misbe you know misbehavior of machines machines trying to be intelligent it was trying to make decisions about what was happening and what was going into it and it was trying to give helpful output <laughs> but was what was really returning only only uh, death. malice and and <laughs> destruction uh, unto our world and so, so then that's Skynet. what we heard. Skynet, yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's that. fucking awesome. Yeah, and that was the first one where I named that track Skynet, and then I realized that, well, this whole project, this, and that was one of the first tracks I made. Uh, and I was like, wow, like this, all these songs are about the world of science fiction. That's fucking awesome. Uh, before you go, let's pull some guitars out and play something. Let's do it. Because we, this is... How we interact with each other we're, is via guitar. We're here. So I had this idea that we could play Turbo Scorpion. Let's do it. Because we all know how that song ends, and it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> we had to do that. I meant to play Chaos, but I couldn't help but play a beautiful chord. <laughs> uh, that's that's Chaos Theory, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just uh, in the car by myself uh, uh, talking, talking to myself. To myself. That's chaos. That's later. the essence of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you, Jesse Plack, are familiar with the <laughs> concept of attraction. <laughs> I really hate that man. So you and I are the house band of the Tiny Baby Talk Show. Flormed. Splormed. Splilfed. Spilfed. Scream. <laughs> Air horn noises. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're, yeah. Fart, we're fart noise, basically. Yeah, fart noise. But we wrote a lot of great music over the two years that we did this together. Um, this, and, this, and this one's not not about Jurassic Park. It's not. <laughs> this was the season finale of season one. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the show, you're not going to understand what we're singing about. But you'll get it at the end. Yeah. This is a song about stuff. <laughs> Tonight has been Turbo Scorpion We face the evils of celestial drum Tonight has been Turbo Scorpion Puking little creatures isn't fun No, they're eating our bodies The pig are naughty but making us believe that we are insane pain it is filling me 
Podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? Done. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what just happened. I just heard breakage. Yeah. That's All right. What happens? Well, that's that's how you know it's over. That's that was, that's it. That was great. That's Thank it. Thank you so much for. I dropped the mic. <laughs> onto a glass. On all your houseware. <laughs> well, that's a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, till next time. We're done. This has been Sci-Fi with Jesse Marcury.